Welcome to Cancelled. Pat Dean, how you doing? Man, if I was doing any better, I'd be you. You ever hear that before? <laughs> no, I've never heard that. No one's before. ever said that to you? I, that's, you know what? That sounds real rude. Now, now that I think no, about no, it. No, no, no. The fact that no one's ever said it to me. Oh, yeah. very rude. Yeah, people say that shit, and it's very odd, because it's sort of presumptuous. It's like, you don't fucking know what kind of day I'm having. <laughs> also, well, I, you know, it just, honestly, I think that just sounds like something a white guy says to another white guy. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. Don't, I don't think that's a thing. Like, I, I don't think a white guy can say that to, like, a minority, because it's just not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a, a, a richer white guy, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we say a lot of things to each other that we don't say to you guys, but that's okay. <laughs> Mostly <It's> fine. <laughs> How's You're doing okay? How's life? Same old shit, man. Had the sting last night. Super fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good show. Watching a lot of Golden Girls. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Okay. For some reason, no commercials, even though I don't have the no commercial Hulu. And uh, it's tight as fuck. Have you watched Golden Girls I've recently? never really gotten into Golden Girls. I remember watching it when I was a little kid and just being like, well, all right, I guess. Watch it as an adult. One, it's hilarious. Like, it's joke-heavy as fuck. Okay. In that very classic sitcom-y way of, like, everything someone says is kind of a setup for somebody else to, like, hit them with a zinger. Uh, the zingers all work. And it's, like, kind of filthy. Really? In the way of, like, TV, like, the way that TV has just, like, innuendo. Everything is, like, a sexual innuendo or whatever. But Blanche is just... Just fucks everybody, and then every joke is about Blanche fucking somebody. Yeah, it's so funny to see like sitcoms from this like the eighties or like seventies or whatever, and you watch them, and like it's pretty tame. And then out of nowhere, they just have a very raunchy thing, and you're like, "How did that get through <laughs> in like 1978?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, he can't sit down today if you know what I'm saying. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> there's what? a joke in the Golden Girls about bestiality, and it's fucking crazy. Really? Like I don't know. Like uh, Rose is telling stories to Saint Olaf. The- town she's from back in minnesota or whatever and she says something about i think it was something about like christmas time the animals there was a tradition that the, the farm animals got to sleep inside at christmas or whatever the but hell? then they they had to stop doing that and it's just implied like there's a punchline that i'm not remembering but it's like oh they had to stop doing that because all the men in the town kept fucking the animals <laughs> like it's fucking it's crazy <laughs> that betty white is telling this joke on an 80s sitcom man imagine just fucking an animal what a fucking disaster <laughs> Like, what goes through your brain? I mean, we I don't, don't have to get, get into it. it like, but. I don't understand. Like, I, I, it just seems so beyond deviant. Like, what part of that... An- Why are you sexually attracted to that animal? Or is it just like, well, that looks like a hole. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely somebody... Or is it just somebody who's like, man, birds. <laughs> Sexy-ass <laughs> birds. You know what I mean? Like, There's just something about them. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I feel like that, that that's either extreme boredom... Or just mental illness, maybe. I don't Probably. know. Who knows? Also, like, the, the reason I think it's just a whole theory is, I don't know, like, I, most of the time you hear somebody, like, fucking an animal, it's not, like, specific, you know what I mean? It's not, like, just horses. It's like, yeah. they'll fuck animals. <laughs> I've been fucking animals. Right? <laughs> you ever see a documentary, Zoo? No. Oh, it's fucking creepy. What is uh, it? It's about, so there was a guy who had a farm. And he used to let people come fuck these horses, and uh, and also get fucked by the horses. What the hell? And uh, a dude got fucked to death by one of the horses. Like, how the, do you advertise for that? <sighs> Craigslist. I don't fucking know. <laughs> this is definitely pre Craigslist days. But yeah, one of the horses fucked him and like ruptured his fucking insides. Wow. And uh, killed him. And good. Like that's because wow. I think the thing was at the time, Washington. I think it was Washington State. Like just. 
didn't have bestiality laws. But I think in the sense of, like, there were a place where everyone, like, they just assumed everyone was decent. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We don't have to write down the don't fuck animals thing, right? <laughs> we don't have to write that down. And people are like, well, maybe we should. Well, it's not in the Ten Commandments. <laughs> so what about that? Uh, he did give us dominion over the beasts of the field. Yes, he did. And for that, I thank him every Sunday morning. <laughs> Bright and early. The rest of the week, he can go fuck himself. Oh, Sunday yeah. morning. Exclusively, yeah. That's how it. are you doing, Patrick? I'm good, man. I'm in a good mood. Got a couple days off. Got some cool stuff coming up. I'm like, in a good mood. Like what? I'm just doing some shows that, that are going to be fun. Spy Club tonight, Spy season Club finale. Going to say some horrible things about my friend Ben. What's funny because so this Spy Club is a show that that uh, happens once a month. We do it like like six months at a time, and then we stop doing them for a while. And my friend from work is like, "Oh, I'm going to come watch tonight." And I was like, well, okay, like, just so you know, like, this isn't like a normal comedy show. It's a lot of like, there's a little bit of inside jokes, but like, some of it is just like, oh, you know, this guy's so short, he blah, blah, blah. So you'll yeah, get yeah, from yeah, context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the guy I'm going up against is, is, is our, uh, our friend Ben Sholock. And I was like, just so you know, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's going to get kind of brutal. I've known this dude literally for like 17 years at this point, And right. his dad's Jewish and his mom's Hispanic. And it's going to get fucking racist. I just want you to know right away. <laughs> telling you up front. If you don't like that, I get it. But right. Just, <laughs> just know what's know coming. That yeah, make it yeah. an educated decision. For sure. <laughs> but yeah, man. No, things are good. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to, to get. I told you last night, man. Fucking goddamn Kolchak is ruining my life. Because at the beer, the, okay, there's a, a beer at the the goddamn bar I work at uh, called Carbach, uh, Houston Brewery, and I keep calling it Kolchak. <laughs> so people are like, "Oh, what kind of IPAs do you have?" And we got this Kolchak double IPA. Fuck, that's so great. Yeah, I love it's it. It's infuriating, but I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start just, keep just doing go it. with it. I think why not? I think just go with it. Speaking of Kolchak, episode these two episodes I really liked. Uh. In very different ways. Uh, episode 15, The Chopper, it's called, <laughs> is just like, mwah, like just perfectly ridiculous and 70s as fuck. Definitely. Uh, written by Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale. Yeah. Who would go on to do uh, Back to the Future together and a bunch of other. I mean, obviously, Robert Zemeckis is a huge name. Uh but boy, oh boy, is this episode something else. Fucking weird. Um, funny. Yeah. Like, like a genuinely, there's a lot of ridiculous humor in this episode. It feels like there's like nine different, like there's several different scenes that happen that you're like, why is this in this episode? Like I get, it's cool, but like why is this happening right, right. now? I feel like part of it was like, oh, we have this idea. We don't have other episodes to put. Like it doesn't fit anywhere. So yeah. We'll just, we'll just fit it in here. Fucking uh, it opens. I don't know why this made me laugh so hard, but we get our classic voiceover, Kolchak explaining the situation, and uh, there's an old woman who's like, she's like, she finally dozed to sleep for a minute, and then like this motorcycle, this motorcycle rev, rev, rev from in her garage comes smashing out of her garage with the goofiest headless rider. <laughs> like it's the classic '70s like body without a head. Yeah. So all it is is shoulders built up to where the top of their head would be. And then, like, a bone sticking out for the neck. It's just silly. It's the silliest, and it's so, like... That that forever was the go-to, how do we do a headless body, was to just build up. Yeah. But it has literally never worked. Because all it does is make you look like a fucking weird 
oblong torso. You look like that fucking red furry thing from uh, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that thing. Yeah. It just looks like what it is. Yeah, which is a man in a bad costume. A man in a bad costume. Well, it's like, it's, it's, okay, so I looked up what the episode was ahead of time, and yeah. I saw that it's going to be a headless motorcycle guy. And I'm like, this with, is gonna, with a sword. With a sword. <laughs> like this is gonna be tight as fuck. And I forgot that this is the same show that gave us a fucking werewolf wearing a seventies day suit or whatever. So I was like, oh shit, this looks terrible. Sure, it looks real bad. Also, I just really i i like to imagine that that old woman. Uh, slept in that entire outfit, which was like nine layers. <laughs> she had like a robe and pajamas and a coat and yeah, like another thing over the coat. I just really like the idea of her just like climbing out of bed in that entire outfit. Uh, so I'm watching. I didn't know. I had no idea what the episode was going to be about. And I see that fucking thing come crashing out of the the garage, and I'm like, awesome, headless motorcycle rider. I'm into it. And then the next scene, he goes to track down some guy. He's in like a taxi garage or whatever. And all of a sudden, he's swinging a fucking samurai sword around. And I was like, holy shit, this just got a thousand times better. For sure, yeah. Uh, except for the fact that it took, like, five minutes from the kill. That, that, it was like, so weird. get to it. We get it. It's literally just him on a motorcycle going back and forth, taking swipes at this guy. Yeah. Until he eventually kills him. It's not like they're, they're doing a game of cat and mouse where he's fucking with them and doing whatever. Yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. missing. He's just missing a it's lot. Because he can't see because he's got no fucking head. What are you doing? And also the fact that, like, he's clearly not holding the sword because he needs to hold on to the motorcycle. Yeah. So, like, the sword is dangling at its side, and then when it needs to hit the guy, it just kind of floats up next to him. It's so bad. All the effects in this episode are trash. Yeah. Pure trash. Uh, I'll say the next episode, less so. But this episode, trash. Uh, Um... That being said, I fucking love this episode because for that very reason. It's so campy. Like, it's over-the-top campy to the point where, like, the other storyline is that uh, Vincenzo, or is it Tony? Because I don't know what his name like, is. Tony's name. It's Tony, but I thought also last, Vincenzo. Well, Vincenzo's his last name. Oh. Yes. Tony, Tony Vincenzo? I mean, how great is that name? My name's Spaghetti Fettuccine. <laughs> I'm Italian, moi. Hi, my name's um, Seamus O. Alcoholic. How are you? <laughs> Good lord. Uh, it reminds me of my fa- like my absolute favorite uh, Steven Seagal. You ever see um, not, hard to kill. Out for Justice. Was it Out for Justice? Which one was that? It's the one with William Forsyth. Oh no, um, I think it's Out for Justice. But uh, Steven Seagal plays an Italian cop. Whose name is Gino Fellino. Oh, God. Is that real? It's my fucking favorite thing in the world. Because you know Seagal made that name up. He's like, they told him a different name. He's like, I can't remember that last name. I'll just come up with it all on the spot. <laughs> Gino Fellino. I love that dude. Man, like, his, oh, mo- the best. his movies are so funny because, like, whenever he's, like, beating dudes up, like, I guess whatever, I, forget, I think it's called Akito or whatever yeah, yeah, that, he, yeah. that he does, like... It's just practical applications of martial arts. So, like, his fight scenes are just him, like, blocking and, like, breaking your arm. And you're yeah. like, he just does it to nine dudes in a row. Yeah. It's just the most practical thing I've, I've seen. I watched a ton of Seagal in a row, like, over a course of a few weeks, a couple years ago, maybe three, four years ago. Um, kind of working my way through his oeuvre. Right. Uh, holy shit. So, that movie, get that it gets, like... That early part of his career is like, oh, there's budgets, these are real movies. You get to the point where he does, like, uh, Under Siege. It's a huge movie. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Tommy Lee Jones is in it. Like, this is a real movie. He starts to get fat. He starts to fall out of Hollywood. 
and he starts making like these direct-to-DVD movies that for a while are amazing. And by that, I mean the batch insane. Yeah. Because he gets like creative control, so everything is, he's like a CIA guy, so it's all conspiracy theories and magic. <laughs> Because he thinks he's he think he believes himself to be the reincarnation of the Dalai Lama. Fact. I've heard true, that. Yeah. True story. Uh, so everything in his movies, he's like, oh, so I like I, I fight the CIA, but then also like I could fly. Like it's fucking amazingly good. And then he's also very fat and old, so he doesn't want to like do anything. So it's like, how about we figure out a way for me? Like, uh, so like they'll be like. You can tell when they're blocking the fight scene, they're like, so like, I'll just, uh, I'll like knock it out of this chair. And then everybody rushes at me and I hit him, I hit him from this chair. Like there's no, fi- there's no, just him. and then, and then like terrible stunt double. Cause he's a, <laughs> like, it'll be like a stunt double for him. Who's a five foot six Asian man. Oh, God. And it's like you, like, I can tell you're a foot shorter than you were a minute ago. Anyway, I can, I can go off on Steven Seagal all fucking The movie they did with Ja Rule was just one of the worst things I've ever seen. Hey man, we all right. Nah, man, we ain't all right. We aight. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Yeah, so when they go to, like, jail or yeah, whatever. It's, yeah, it's fucked. Terrible. Uh, back to Kolchak. We had oh, a yeah. Little, <laughs> sorry, I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, um, this episode has a ton of shit I really like. One, great new shithead captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new police officer is a dick immediately. Um, I love it. I love it when they're mean to Kolchak. It's just great. I love it when they're mean. Both of these episodes have very mean cops. Uh, but this guy's like his thing is like he's the youngest guy to ever make captain. Uh, but he's and I'm, like, and I'm not having any of this crap from you, Kolchak. Now everybody else puts up with. So he like has his car towed immediately, and uh, what he like tries to steal his fucking film, like he had taken pictures or whatever. Uh, but then like later in the episode, Kolchak just tricks him into giving him all the information by like asking. Like I don't even Weird. know. Like it's, it's like he sits down and he goes, "Hey, you heard about this angle with the." The guy who got killed on a motorcycle, he's going to inherit this money. And the guy's like, yeah, he wasn't going to inherit shit. His name is address. Here's his name. Here's his address. Hold on. Did you get that? He's like, just gives him every bit of information. Yeah. He like slightly questions something. And he's like, well, actually, I have to tell you how smart I am. Maybe. I don't know. It's, 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 yeah, it's very odd. He's a, he's a fun character, though. He is fun. I like how like he's like a good foil for Kolchak in the way that like. Yes, all the cops hate him, but he's trying. He seems to be taking like another step, like further. Loathes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the other storyline going on in this episode, we got distracted by Tony Vincenzo. Uh, Tony's got an ulcer. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tony's got an ulcer, and uh, it takes up eh, ten minutes out of this episode. <laughs> like, uh, like a fair amount of this episode is dedicated to Tony's ulcer. Yeah, yeah, and like goofiness around the ulcer like he's bitching about yes he's on a special diet and there's no like fucking flavor in the food and then he like sneaks and orders knishes it's ridiculous but what i like is he orders it from manny's which is a restaurant they've re- mentioned be- previously there's a lot of very specific attention to detail in this show yeah um he's got he's got to take bad medicine and then kolchek starts getting upset so he's got to go take more medicine like it's just goofy gags but it takes up a lot of this episode. Yeah, I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier about like, oh, we kind of just got to cobble together an episode based on stuff we have to put together. Then they were like, oh shit, we're like short by like three pages. All right, we'll just have <laughs> Kolchak fine. fuck with Vincenzo with his stomach. <laughs> um, there are some crazy lines. So the the main storyline here is that this <laughs> headless motorcycle swordsman is <laughs> killing all these other. Uh, these people that we find out used to be members of uh, motorcycle gangs yeah. back in the day. 
uh, there was like the the bishops and the spades, like real like classic fifties names. But now, now the, the motorcycles gang, gang's name is the Devil's Advocates. Yeah, boo, very odd. Uh, but what I really like about that is fucking the cop is telling him about the gangs. Like, yeah, now these gangs are even worse. He's the leader of the Devil's Advocates. They love running tour buses off the road. What? That's not. Yeah, so you know about that, and you let it happen? Yeah, like, what are you, yeah, yeah, you, what are you talking about? Why aren't they in jail, then? Why I don't you, understand. You're the cops. Yeah, do, do something about yeah. it. They're killing busloads of people. I know you love to just violate Kolchak's First and Fourth Amendment rights, <laughs> as he has wanted to point out, but eventually you have to do your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that line made me, I was like, come on, there's no way. But then also, like, I love the idea of bikers... As, like, just mayhem. They're not organized crime, you know, they're not, like, selling guns or drugs. They literally just exist to, like, cause chaos. Yeah. Uh, And they're a bunch of goofballs. When they go to that guy's funeral, uh, so he ends up... Kolchak follows this biker uh, whose name is, like, Studs, which I enjoy. Yeah, it's something ridiculous. Uh, To this funeral for one of the other bikers who's been murdered by the head. That's, like, such a shitty... Like, that's, like, a... Like a, like if there was a biker on The Simpsons, they would name him that. Yeah, oh, the Simpsons, to make fun of it. What is it? The Hell's Hell Satan's. Hell Satan's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your name? My name's Tough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <clears throat> um, he follows him to the, the funeral, and the bikers are like, they're like making wacky noises. They're just like, like, uh, just they're like Muppets. They're like if Muppets had bikers, <laughs> they're just like bouncing around and being weird. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they're trying to do a Hail Mary, and all of a sudden you hear in the uh, in the hallway just, Manamana. Yeah. Well, at one point, they're trying to explain that, like, Studs is going, like, the other bikers are saying, yeah, Studs believes in ghosts or whatever, because he's scared of this fucking headless motorcycle yeah. guy. Uh, and they're like, he came in here all, gaga, gaga, gaga. That's what he, he says, gaga, gaga, gaga. As if that's the sound a crazy person makes? <laughs> yes. But no, that's the sound a baby makes. It yeah. doesn't make any sense in this scenario. Um, we have some very fine female overacting. I, th- delirious I female overacting. That was one of the things that I was thinking is kind of out of nowhere. Where, like, it starts off where she's like, okay, so the guy's widow or whatever is, like, very upset. And it starts off, like... Kind of a pretty good performance. We were like, oh, this lady's like a pretty good actress with it. But then it just goes on for way too long and she becomes way more hysterical that you're like, uh, uh, all right, look, I gotta go. (laughs) She, at one point, she's like half along over the court, like the coffin, and she's like, why won't you leave me alone? She makes this crazy sing song noise. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, Kolchek. So we find out that back in the day, all right, so very convoluted, but there were two, like, kind of society girls that ended up running around with these bikers. Yeah. And they have since, like, gone straight and they're just living their lives. Now her husband's dead. He used to be a biker. He's not a biker anymore. But back in the day, the they accidentally killed, they accidentally decapitated a guy from a rival gang named uh, Howard the Swordsman Baker, because he used to carry a sword around for some fucking reason. Uh, <laughs> in, like, a prank gone wrong? It's so confusing. It's, so they say that, like, it was a... He, they set up a booby trap to knock him off his bike, but Studs held his end up too high, and it took the guy's head off. Uh, and they got away with it, but then he came back from the dead 
and killed one of them like 20 years ago. And they figured out they had to bury the head with the corpse in order to make it go back to being a corpse or whatever. Uh, which they did, but because they forgot that one of the biker guys, the one who's dead, used to carry it around in a sack like a trophy. And when Kolchak looks at the girl when she's telling him this, he's like, looks at her like, the fuck are you talking about? She goes, ah, those were the days. Yeah, no, those were not the days. There were never carry heads in a bag days. She's talking about this like it's just the most nonchalant. Well, you know, it was the fifties, babe. You know, yeah, it's yeah, what yeah. we did. It's like, well, no, we smoked unfiltered cigarettes and we carried decapitated <laughs> heads around in fucking bowling bags. You know, like uh, how things used to be. What the fuck's wrong with you? Have you watched? Have you ever watched Happy Days? It's the same thing. Uh huh. Which yeah, so that's fucking crazy, uh, and then we find out that that grave got dug up for some reason. They built something, or whatever, and all that shit got sent to some city warehouse. I would very much like to talk about that warehouse for a second. Yeah, because uh, from what I can tell, the only thing in that warehouse is these bodies that have been dug up from this grave site and empty cardboard boxes. Yep, that are taped closed but clearly empty, and a guy guarding it for some reason. A guy guarding it who is. Terrible at being a guard. The second that guy shows up, he pulls like, like he's like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" He waits for the guy to get right in front of him before he takes his gun out, and then the guy just like takes the gun from him in half a second. He's just like, "What are you doing, pops? Get out of here!" Yeah, it's like, "Well, you're gonna shoot me, you fucking yeah, idiot! Give yeah, me yeah, your yeah. gun!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy's like, oh, "I'm gonna call the cops," uh, which he does. <laughs> that fucking uh, Kolchak has to go to a uh, uh, what you call it? Has to go to a expert. Uh, in decapitations it's so silly so Kolchak goes so so Emily the woman the old woman that works in the newspaper tells Kolchak hey if you're so interested in decapitations there's a uh, an exhibit on the French Revolution of guillotines at the fucking museum or whatever so he goes to the museum to talk to the guy who's just like a fucking guy who works at a museum and Kolchak's like I'm doing a story on the, the exhibit what do you know about headless bodies coming back to life and the guy's like what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I dude, this is just a guillotine. I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah, like yeah. what I don't know, man. But then he does then he absolutely does know. It makes no sense. He just absolutely does. Oh yeah, you gotta put the head back with the body. It's it'll all work itself out. Uh, <laughs> it'll all work itself out. Kolchak has the best yelling at the cop like explaining to the cops what's happening moment. Because the cop is like refute like they're obviously refusing to, even though there's witnesses. There's a guy <laughs> There's a whole storyline where a guy who witnessed the first murder uh, in the taxi dispatch place is disappeared and we find out that they've had him uh, committed to an insane asylum because he he keeps saying no there was a headless guy on a motorcycle with a sword uh, and Kolchak sneaks in under the guise of being a, car- uh, a sketch artist for the cops uh, and the fucking other two people in the room the first guy goes like uncle you're late when Kolchak walks in he's like oh I'm sorry nephew and that's supposed to be his craziness and then the next guy goes, ah, that spider's going to drop on you. <laughs> that wasn't a spider. That was my wife. Which sounds like the punchline to a joke that we missed the beginning of. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Where he's like, that's no spider. That's my wife. <laughs> uh, but Kolchak does this, has my favorite yelling at the cops moment later because the cops don't believe in him. And he's like, yeah, you, you ought to fucking put the head with the body, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and 
the guy throws him out. Uh, you know, the captain throws him out as he always does. And as he's leaving, he's like, the, ca- the youngest captain on the force. You're not fit to be the captain of the Rockettes. And then he looks at this other cop who's just standing there and he goes, suck in your gut. And he runs, he walks yeah. out the door. I'm like, fuck you, Kolchak. That dude's just fucking standing there. Yeah. Also, I'm a cop. You can't fucking talk to me that way. Yeah. You're going to tell me to suck in my gut? I'll fucking beat you to death. They can do that. Yeah, they can do that easily. Yeah. They do it a lot. But like, I just love that moment of like he's yelling at the captain, and then just for no reason, he's just an asshole. Maybe we know why the cops don't fucking like Kolchak. Yeah, he just he's called a, them fat. He's a dick. Yeah. He's constantly just stomping over evidence and insulting the police officers. Stealing from the crime scenes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the guy yeah. is crazy. Uh, he goes back to find the fucking head so he can put it with the body. The goddamn headless guy shows up. He takes the head out of the thing and throws it at him, which I guess is supposed to be putting the head back with the body. Yeah. Knocks him off the bike. Boom. He's fine. We find out that the captain gets the fucking knocked back down the sergeant. In that voiceover at the end, he goes like, Captain Jonas, now Sergeant Jonas of traffic control or whatever. But like, why? What do they do? It's just his job, as far as I can tell. Just kind of mean to Kolchak. He's kind of mean to Kolchak. He tried to solve a murder, but guess what? Guess who's not set up to handle supernatural headless swordsman murders? Any police department. Like, there's only so much he can do. Yeah, it's just, it's literally just Kolchak. He's the only guy who ever believes what's going on. Right. Like, no one can reasonably be expected to, to put up with that. Like, it's fucking weird, dude. <clears throat> uh, did you like that episode? I did. Like, I, 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 I thought it was, again, fucking weird. Like, like he didn't, the thing that annoyed me was that, I guess it makes sense, but every, every time he would cut someone's head off like he'd get real close and then it would just freeze frame yeah then it would cut to culture being like oh my god like i get that you can't show well, that they, and also how, how they do that oh yeah i think it's probably more the a, a matter of they just don't have the ability like the technical ability to show the computation like that so the special effects kind of annoyed me but i sure. liked the episode there's this weird fucking scene where he's doing research <clears throat> about like motorcycles and he goes to the motorcycle <laughs> who has like a PTSD kind of weird like monologue. It's so weird. It's that's what I'm saying. It's out of nowhere. He goes to this fucking guy. So he, there's these motors, there's these tire tracks at yeah. the crime scene, and he's trying to find what kind of motorcycle made these tire tracks. So he goes to like this motorcycle dealership, and the guy's like an expert on motorcycles. And he tells him like the guy says, oh, yeah, those, that's made by a bike, but that bi- those tires haven't been made in 20 years because the company went out of business. And he's like, this is a great bike, a Matsumoto or whatever. It's a great bike for you. He keeps he, The bit is he's trying to sell Kolchak a bike while Kolchak is trying to get information out of him. Yeah. To the point where Kolchak, the guy's like, you're a reporter. Your job is to ask questions. Wouldn't you say that my job as a motorcycle salesman is to try to sell you a motorcycle? So they have this little back and forth. But then he's like, Matsumoto, they make great engines. They make great planes too Good Lord. and he's like puts his hand on this car and he's like looking down he's like I was a fight I was a navy pilot in the war shot down by a Matsumoto Tiger Shark 140 whatever the fuck spent a year in the hospital I couldn't walk they make great motorcycles too like it's, it's just so a, it's weird out of, he just has this moment where it gets really dark and then he just looks back at Colt Tech and he's like they make great motorcycles too. Well, it's like so fucking weird have you, have you ever like known anybody who has PTSD like that uh, I think we both know somebody. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, what? <laughs> not to be a dick, right? That's that's a joke for the comics. But um, so like, I just remember I was working at a 
goddamn Barnes and Noble, and that pretty much happened in oh, front of me. Yeah. I was working, and like this guy comes up, and he was like, "Hey, how are you?" I'm like, oh, "I'm doing good, man. How are you?" He's, he's buying some stuff, and he's like buying a magazine, and he's like, "Blah blah 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 blah." And then like points to something, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know what? I remember I used to ride, you know, uh, bikes like that before uh, before I uh, before I had to go to that place." <laughs> oh boy and then he just looked really fucked up and he was yeah, like yeah, yeah. alright I'm gonna go and like left and I was like whoa what the fuck just happened like we were having such a nice conversation yeah, yeah, and then yeah. just that's all it takes man so like I liked that scene it was for sure out of nowhere yeah it does, it very much doesn't totally fit the rest of this episode and I don't think it's intended to be funny no no <laughs> it is not it is not intended to be funny he is having a very serious breakdown He's so upset he even says to Kolchak, like, sorry about that. I just, like, he has this, like, moment. It'd be funny if that was just, like, an honest thing that happened to the actor. Like, yeah, he just started, yeah, he just yeah, started yeah. having it. They're like, well, that was fucking weird. Let's keep that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, sure. yeah, I, I, I did like the episode. It was, it was again, goofy as fuck. But the stuff that I disliked about it really almost can't be their fault. You know, it's like they had shitty special effects yeah, yeah, they yeah. had. So it's like. Whatever. So I liked it. 7 out of 10, Dean Mans. 7 out of 10, Dean Mans. is a pretty solid rating. It's pretty solid one. Episode 16, Demon and Lace. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, I fucking dig this episode. I liked it. Real hard. Uh, for starters, the exact opposite problem that the previous episode had, not a problem, makeup is fucking awesome. I really enjoyed the fucking makeup on these, on the, on the, demons or whatever the makeup work on this show is always good yeah, yeah like yeah, like yeah. sometimes they the special effects aren't great but the, the makeup is always whenever they have to look old all of a sudden you're always yeah, like oh yeah, man yeah, you yeah. actually look like that that's crazy <laughs> yeah. uh it opens so it opens with a guy driving his car and then like a woman steps out of the road and i guess she's supposed to be hot but i was like i can't tell if she yeah. actually is attractive or not it's weird she's just sort of blonde and tall so i guess that's hot in the, well, 70s the 70s yeah uh guy picks her up and they go to go fuck somewhere like that the whole basis of this episode the basis of the episode is a succubus right uh that's the monster of the episode and that myth works on the idea that dudes are completely powerless to turn down sex when offered to them by strangers, they literally almost just ran over. Yeah, there's not, like, literally, he does not know this woman. She walked out of the fucking dark. Like, she just walked out of the woods, and he's like, oh, yeah, let's go fuck on the side of a fucking lake or whatever. It's, <laughs> it, I don't, it's just weird. Uh, which, like, so they make out, and then all of a sudden, she's this fucking horrible monster, and she dies, and he dies or whatever. The next day, we find out that she's, he's the second... Mer- like they keep this the second man on this college campus who's like top physical health, real handsome dude who's been found dead next to the, a, a dead woman. Uh, but in both of those cases, we find out the woman had been dead for a while before. Like so, like the first guy died with a woman who died of a heroin overdose eight hours prior to him dying, and then the second one was a woman who had like an aneurysm or something. Whatever. <laughs> There's a great scene. The cop in this episode is maybe the screamiest cop that they've had. He's so pissed. He is furious at Kolchak, and he yells <laughs> every line of dialogue that he has. He's just yelling all the time. There's a, there's a moment where, uh, so there's like a girl who's a reporter for the campus newspaper, and she's like trying to get involved. This poor girl. First off, when she first walks up, 
Kolchik's like 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 he Kolchik's talking to the cop. They're kind of yelling at each other back and forth details, and she's like, "Excuse me, I'm whatever." And Kolchik goes, "Hey, would you shut up?" And then just goes back to talking. Yeah, it's so fucking rude. The cop's like, "Hey, you know, be quiet." And then she says, "Yeah, yeah," and he's like, "Shut up." So she's been told to shut up by just two grown men. <laughs> it's so fucking rude. Uh, and she has information, but not much. Like I thought, it was her character was going to be like, "Hey, if you guys would shut up and listen to me, I actually have a bunch of information to give." She kind of doesn't. Not really. No. She has a scooter that Coltec arrived to the gas station, uh, but she knows only like, "Oh, there was another guy who died." And he's like, "Oh," and she has no facts or information about it. Nothing. Past that, Coltec finds out, and he goes to the coach at the campus, who is. Not a coach. And by that I mean, he's like, the first guy's like, when he tried out for the swim team, you pulled all his records and you saw that he had like peak physical condition. That guy, I don't even think can swim. He, there's no way he's the swim coach. He's like a fat, kind of greasy guy who has <laughs> a moment that I am still confused by and I have no idea what the fuck it's supposed to mean. But he tells him like, uh, he's like, I'll tell you what killed these guys. Bacteria. Uh, and you think he's saying like you know he's messing around with these girls or whatever, and he's thinking like oh he's a gym coach he's gonna be a guy he got chlamydia or something yeah. right, and uh, he goes I tell all my boys there's a war going on inside your body right here and there's only two lines of defense one perfect physical hygiene and number two and he opens this drawer and I'm like oh he's gonna take out condoms he pulls out a can of tuna fish yeah I, and Kolchak's like tuna fish and he's like tuna fish. And then Kolchak leaves. I don't. I yeah. do not know what the fuck just happened. I, I don't know. It was very odd. I, I too thought he was going to pull out some sort. Yeah, like a, like like a, a pamphlet condom. or something on something. sex ed. Something. But here's some tuna fish, and we'll never comment on it again. Yeah, well, all right. <laughs> and also, why do you have a big can of tuna fish in your file cabinet? Nothing makes sense. Yeah, and also, why are you dressed like a gym coach when you're clearly in your office hours? Like, like what are you doing? <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yeah. yeah, well, see, I find with, with this series, it almost, like, lives and dies by the side characters in it. Because sure. the main story is always going to be Kolchak stumbles upon a, a, a murder or a, a something that involves the supernatural. He's got to look into it. No one believes him. The cops get mad, blah, blah, blah. That's the formula. Right. But part of that formula is that he meets these side characters, and the, the the episodes that are the best are the ones that have the best side characters. For sure, that episode with the, all those swatsikas and stuff, like yeah, they yeah, have the yeah, weirdest yeah, yeah. side characters. Absolutely. So, so like that gym coach, fucking weird. That weird uh, college student that he's always just shitting on is hilarious. Like, like everything about it is just like, I just liked it because all those these weird moments. Then, of course, fucking uptight out of nowhere. What the hell was that shit about? <laughs> He's got like three lines in it, and there's like the most morbid shit. So like, I guess Tony Vincenzo. Also, so, we find out Tony Vincenzo was like a jazz drummer. There's nothing <laughs> makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds so weird if you haven't watched the episode yet. But Tony if you have, Vincenzo you know what we're talking about. At one point, says like. He's like complaining because fucking Kolchak and blah 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 and murder and all shit. He goes, "Man, I wish it, it's enough to make me want to never." He says something like, I, "I wish I never give up on being a drummer." And everybody fucking freezes and the officer like, "What? You were a drummer?" He's like, "Yeah, in the forties, back in college, I was had my own band. Uh, it was like the Vincenzo's Neapolitans. Or yeah, something, that's what it was called." But like, 
Every, the second he says it, everyone like sits down to have the conversation. <laughs> like they're just Kolchak's like, "What the fuck are they you?" Just He's so blown away. They got him. They're like, "There's no Kolchak's like you walk off beat. There's no way you could be a drummer." Like, and they just keep they refuse to believe that that man could have possibly ever played the drums. It's so funny, and it's funny because back then, you know, there's no uh, they're not documenting every second of their lives on social media. So yeah, there's no yeah. way for him to prove, prove it. it. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, just yeah. Pissed. yeah. He's just getting shit on by his subordinates. Yeah. He's like, we want to have a more graceful, happy, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, Tony's whole thing in this episode is that he he wants a directive where the news, he's like, we're going to focus on positive news and like happy stories and good endings or whatever. And now he knows for a fact that this story is about murder. Like, chill, like let's be fair. I know they're, they look like they're in their 40s, but they're basically children. They're like college yeah. freshmen are dropping dead at fucking a, a very alarming rate on this one campus. And he's like, so I want you to wrap this up in a positive way. How the fuck do you expect to do that? I don't understand what the positive outcome is going to be. There's no positive outcome. The positive outcome is, is to be like, oh, actually, this never happened. But like, it's not, <laughs> That's not a possibility. That's happening. So, so, so he's like, I want more happy stuff. I got up, uptight over here fucking looking up uh, wacky stories. Yeah, he's like, what about like a, 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 an in-depth like, series on the wit and humor of Chicago is what fucking uh, Tony wants. <laughs> but the story that he finds... It's about, like, this guy dying ironically in a house fire. It's not even that... Okay, so the story is that when this, like, a particular governor or whatever took over, he uh, declared that all the prisoners at this one jail be pardoned. And he invites one of the prisoners over to his house for Christmas dinner, at which the guy eventually gets drunk, robs the governor at gunpoint... Kills him and burns the house to the ground. And Kolchak's like, kills him and burns that. Not Kolchak, uh, uptight. It's like, killed him and burned the house to the ground. And they all start cracking up. It's like, what kind of work environment is this? (laughs) Your boss has an ulcer. You're busting his balls about playing the drums. Now you're laughing about this. Like, I I can see why he's like, I need to change the culture here because (laughs) you're all driving me insane. Uh, the gym coach has a line that made me laugh where uh, one of the dead guys who didn't, he's like, he never made the swim team. You see, his butterfly stroke was more like an effeminate moth. You dick. What? I promise you can't swim. I promise he can outswim <laughs> you a thousand times. You fat, you look greasy. Yeah. You physically look greasy. Uh, uh, he really bothered me. And then that fucking cop, another, like, so the, they're at another crime scene or whatever, and he is, at this point, he's just screaming every line of dialogue at Kolchak. Like, screaming at the top of his lungs. Wait, uh, is this the one where, where Kolchak is, like, listening in, but he's, like, crouched down? That is such a funny shot. So, Col- so, so the, the, they're at, like, another crime scene, and the uh, cop is talking to this woman who... So, basically, the story here is that this succubus... Okay, so there's a <laughs> tablet that somebody found in Iraq... Uh, and this tablet has a succubus attached to it. The succubus uses dead bodies of hot women to lure dudes to their death, essentially. Uh, there's a, a, a woman who gets killed by gas, like there's a gas leak or the stove is on or whatever. She dies. This woman comes home and finds her dead. She's like a maid or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and, uh. When she turns around, the corpse is now gone. That happens twice in this episode. A, girl, a drunk girl falls down the stairs and dies, and she's immediately 
back up because I need her body. Uh, so there's this crime scene, and he's, the guy's yelling, like, she clearly wasn't dead. And he's, the woman's like, no, I worked in the hospital for 10 years. I know a fucking dead body when I see a dead body, blah, blah, blah. And mean, the whole time, the front door's open, like, just enough that you can see Kolchak hiding. But he's not even hiding. He has his tape recorder stuck <laughs> into the room so he can tape this. And he's crouched down. It just looks so silly. It's very, very silly. Uh, um, I'm not sure if that's the scene I'm talking about, but there's another crime scene where the, the reporter, the college reporter the girl shows up and fucking the cops like and get tonto out of here and then fucking kolchek calls her tonto and i'm like is she supposed to be native american or is she just is he calling her tonto because he thinks he's kolchek's sidekick Sidekick, i think yeah i guess but he's not she's not like they don't He's not working with her no, at she, all. No, he hates her. <laughs> he keeps saying mean shit to her She's all goddamn day. very mean to her the whole time. Uh, everybody's a little mean in this episode. Which like, yeah. kind of like, even, to, even like, uh, uh, to, uh, Vincenzo, even Tony is like, uh, Emily's like making the crossword puzzle, and he's she's like, I thought you didn't like crossword puzzles. He's like, Oh no, they're idiots, and you're an idiot for doing this. Like, she's just shitty about it for, for no, no reason. reason. It's like, yeah, you made her do it. It's her job. It's not her passion, you fucking asshole. I think she wants to be doing this. No, it's like she an eighty-eight-year-old lady. Yeah, like, that's what she wants to do. We learned that in a previous episode. She yep. wants to be a crime writer. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a story with this tablet where there's a guy. Like, so there was a the guy who found it went insane. Uh, although he's not really insane, he just keeps talking about the succubus. Yeah, and nobody believes him, so they say he's insane. So there's another guy that's taken over, and he's like, "There's no such thing as succubuses." But then he also, we find at the end, knew about the succubus the whole time. I well, guess. he, well, I think he he witnessed it at the end, right? He sees it at the end, but yeah. also like when Kolchek, so Kolchek finds out that in order to uh, get rid of the succubus, he has to destroy the tablet. And he goes back there to destroy the tablet, and the guy, he's like, get out of here. You knew about this stuff. He's like, you know it was a sucky bitch. You knew it the whole time. I don't know what that means. How did he know it the whole time? I think. I mean, why would you think that? Yeah, I think Kolchak is going a little insane in this episode. Like, there's two, He's going a little insane. There's two interesting moments that happen, and we've talked about this before, that we don't know a ton about Kolchak as a human. We've right. never seen his apartment. I don't think we ever will. Sure. Uh, he possibly homeless, clearly lives mm-hmm. at the... The news station. Many times he either sleeps in his car or the newspaper place. Hates uptight for no reason. Like there's all there's all this weird stuff. But there's two items that that pop up in this episode. There's one where they're where he's like, someone says, "Do you want to like something?" Blah blah blah. What about your loved ones? He's like, well, "I don't have any loved ones." <laughs> yeah, and he says yeah, it. He, he, goes, yeah. he goes. He goes. I don't have any loved ones. I don't have any money. Yeah. And like <laughs> says it like not like it's not a big deal. No, because he's homeless. He says that like. Oh, can you come over three? Oh no, I can't come over three. Yeah, yeah. It's no, like it, like it's nothing. It's that very sleepy priest who tells him that he goes. He he needs information on succubuses, so he calls. He goes to see this priest who I think was like a on campus. He like was supposed to be a chairman of some now defunct uh, course of study yeah. or whatever. Uh, the priest is for some reason at a desk. Like he's it's, he's he's at work. He's not woken out of bed. But also falling asleep through the whole conversation. Like, literally, like, head down, like, huh, what? I didn't, huh? No explanation given for why he's so sleepy. No, I guess he's just, and he doesn't, he's, like, older, but he's not, like, old enough that he just falls, as, like, that you'd see him fall asleep, like, that's what he does. Yeah. It's, like, 55. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's, quiet. Very, it's very strange. But he's, 
He's basically getting. He makes Kolchak fucking buy like these magazine subscriptions for him to tell him shit about the succubus or whatever. I don't know why he's selling magazine subscriptions. I probably just missed that beat. Uh, but he's like, you like handguns? How about handgun digest or whatever? And he's like, yeah, fine, I'll give it to Emily. But yeah, he's like, he says, what am I going to do with six magazine subscriptions? He goes, give them to your loved ones. And he's like, I don't have any loved ones. I don't have any, I don't have any money. It's such a weird thing. Yeah, but yeah. also, I'm telling you, he is homeless. The other thing that happens is he goes, he's talking to this dude who witnesses a woman fall down. She had too much to drink. She falls down, uh, cracks her head open, she's dead. Yeah. And then Succubus takes her over, she runs away. And so he's like, well, what the fuck? This lady is like gone. So he's talking to Kolchak about it. And he's like, he's like, are you sure she wasn't just stunned and he like got up and left? And he's like, nah, man, I was in Vietnam. I know a dead body when I see it. And like, I smelled something weird. You ever been in war? You been around war? And he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, it smelled like death. So there's this weird moment where like, you're, you're like, wait, what, what, what? was Kolchak at? Like, was yeah, he in Korea? Yeah, yeah, like, it was yeah. odd. So yeah, the timing is weird. I don't know what war he should have been in. There are these weird sprinkles that we've seen so far in this whole series that kind of paint a picture to who Kolchak is a little bit, but not really. There's just uh, we only know a little bit about him. We know that he seems to understand Hebrew from the one episode. She actually which speaks Yiddish for sure. Yeah, yeah, Yiddish. Sorry, and then yeah. he um, he was in a war, or at least covered Barely. a war. Yeah, yeah. And he fucking has no loved ones or money. There's these weird details that you're like, well, who are you? Yeah, what do you for do certain. when you're not working for the nothing. news? Literally nothing. nothing. It's the only thing he does. He sleeps in that fucking office. Yells at Tony. Like yells at Tony a bunch. Uh, the end of this episode, I really liked. Very cool. He, uh, it, it very like the way it was shot and the witch itself really reminded me of Evil Dead. Like, oh the yeah, way yeah, that yeah, yeah. Camera was moving. Yeah. And, like, the witch jumping on it really, really reminded like oh, to wow. the point where I think like, oh, Sam Raimi must have watched this because it's clearly pre. That's interesting. Dead. Yeah, I but didn't. It I didn't very even, much like that. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, apps like the the, the camera, the way the camera was moving. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, and also, huh. there's a moment that I really enjoy. So he comes, he comes in to uh, destroy this tablet, and he's got like a tire iron. And then he looks over and he sees something, and he goes to pick it up, and it's like a chisel and a mallet. And I was like, I like that little touch that he's comfortable with, like a steak and a mallet. Yep. He's like, that's his old tools from fucking vampire killing. From days. The, the like the thirty vampires he's managed to murder <laughs> yeah, over yeah, the yeah. past year. <laughs> fucking guy. Uh, the fucking guy who's like studying the tablet tries to stop him, and Kolchak starts beating him. Like I like that. This is like this fucking archaeologist is the only nerd like Kolchak can beat up. But he just like beats it, like hits him a couple times. But as he's beating, he keeps like hitting him and throwing him out of the way so he can get back to destroying the tablet. And uh, at one point, he hits him in the stomach, and he goes, beat it! I really like that. <laughs> and just something about yelling, beat it, while you're punching someone, I really enjoyed. Uh, so he, they crash the tablet. Uh, the witch shows, the succubus shows up and has this, like, struggle fight with fucking Kolchak until she eventually dies because the tablet, like, completely breaks or whatever. Then she turns to dust. Uh, but I really like that fight scene a lot. It was one of the better, like... These episodes tend to end on a very similar note of Kolchak goes to a place where he has to do battle with the thing. There's no light. It's very quiet. And then something happens. But this had that extra oomph of like, there's another person there. And it was just very wild, like frantic movements. It was really, really fun. Uh, and then we find out that like uh, the guy covers for him and says, because the like, tablet's like priceless. Yeah. Uh, so he should be going to prison. Uh, but the guy who owns the fuck who's studying it says it broke accidentally, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Kolchak's like having another conversation into her. Yeah, succubus. What are you going to do? Back to work. Right. 
which is just Kolchak's life. Yeah, it's so many episodes end with him being taken in by the cops and then like just being released because there's no evidence. Like sure. it's so funny that he just is always again this thing we've noticed a couple times. We kind of get why the cops are always so pissed at Kolchak. Well, maybe it's because he's constantly around murder, always, like and not just like oh he's a reporter so he's showing up at crime scenes. He's always at, like, he, they find him at crime scenes. He's breaking and entering yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time Constantly. without even thinking about it. No, that's, and, I, and, <laughs> I, I feel like if you, like if Tony was like, hey, you can't go in there as breaking and entering, he would just be like, <laughs> oh, you, yeah. oh. and like go inside. Yeah, go play some drums, come on. Yeah, uh, so yeah, 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 it's it's funny. So like he always ends up at these crime scenes. He's always around dead bodies or broken things, but they can never charge him. So I get why they're so mad at him. It's like you're always in the way. You're always around these dead things and you claim to have no involvement with it but like we can't pin anything on you he's a slippery dude that Kolchak that Carl Kolchak <laughs> that Carl Kolchak makes a hell of a beer though he makes one hell of a beer <laughs> uh, how many D-man did you give this episode I, re- I enjoyed I, it a lot I, I think it was a more coherent episode mm-hmm. than the previous one while maybe not quite as fun yeah I felt it was more effective like like yeah. the V the succubus stuff, the, all the stuff with the demons, like what, every time they would like reveal a demon or whatever, it just felt like it took itself more seriously. Yeah, 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 for sure. It gets, uh, it gets eight and a half Dean Mans. Pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty solid review. Well, We're getting close. I think there's only four episodes left. Yeah, there's only four. Then we'll never have to talk to each other again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys stuff you want to plug? Uh, yeah, so um, you can follow me on Twitter at Pat Dean, and uh, I have a podcast as well. Called Storyfellers. If you go to storyfellers.com, uh, you can hear those episodes. We have Austin Comics come on and kind of tell stories. We've had a bunch of really good ones in a row, so uh, check it out. Uh, definitely do that. I am. What do I have coming up? I don't fucking know. Check, uh, go to my website, check me on Facebook. I got dates coming up. I know I'm going to Vegas for that uh, Crash You Comedy Festival, but that's not till May. Uh, oh, I'm doing. Oh, I have a show March 10th. At Barracuda with Eddie Pepitone and Lashana Lesser is going to be on oh, it. Oh, shit, really? Uh, Elijah Wood's DJ duo is DJing the party after or whatever. What? Uh, yeah, it's, I, I think the AV Club has put it on. What? So, I want to go. Yeah, That's you, fucking awesome. You, you can come to that, Pat. You live here. It's totally fine. I do. Uh, um, so, yeah, so check that out. Yeah, 11th, I'm getting mad. That's the 10th, March 11th. I'm at Independence Brewery for their show. Oh, that's a good one. That's not here. It's fun. I yeah. haven't done it yet, but it should be good. It's their South by Edition. Um, if you like us, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Five-star reviews, please. That really helps. Tell your friends. That also really helps. Uh, hit me up on Twitter if you have ideas for what shows, what show we should do next. Um, I was thinking Bunheads, but honestly, my friends over at the Gilmore guys are doing Bunhead Bros right now, and I feel like they're probably going to do a better job with that show than I would anyway. Yeah. Um, but we can get around to it eventually. But... Come at me with ideas on Twitter at Chris Cubis or at Cancel Pod. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Bye.